Hi everyone and welcome to the weekly governance update from VLGA Connect where we talk all things at the moment elections with Stephen Cooper from Civic Mind. Hi Stephen. Hi Chris, how are you? I'm very well thank you and nice to see you've got the VLGA Connect background. You're rocking up uh, this one. I'm back in the VLGA studio of course Chris as you would know. <laughs> Indeed, yes, well done. So uh, we're getting ever closer to uh, local government elections and the VEC of course ramping up they'll have their electoral uh, offices all uh, starting to be ready and people candidates will be calling on them for information. You've had a look at their online uh, candidate helper system as well as the information about being a candidate that they're putting out. Yeah, funny you should mention that this week, Chris. There's been a lot of interest. So, yeah, a lot of encouragement from the VEC for people to use the candidate helpline. But probably the biggest um, issue for the moment is that they've also announced the conduct of some interactive sessions. So statewide sessions on the 9th, the 13th and the 15th of September at various times and City of Melbourne sessions on the 10th and 14th of September. So right. any prospective candidates uh, get online and um, attend one of those sessions, I think. So that's all about being a candidate and the process. And um, will they be interactive, Steve? Will they get to ask questions? Do you understand? How well, Chris, all I know is that the VEC website says that they're interactive sessions. So presumably right. um, there is a bit of that. One really good thing that they've done, Chris, is that um, if you go, if anyone goes onto the VEC website now and clicks through the links for candidates, you can see on that page, they're going to be using WebEx, which is right. a product like Zoom or Teams that, but that some people mightn't have used. There is a test link. So people can, before that meeting, test their system, uh, will cope with the WebEx application. So that tells me they will be interactive because they're using a video conferencing tool. Um, so excellent. Good. Good to hear. So get your questions ready, candidates. Yeah. And, and VEC, just be prepared for questions about author. They, they know all this, authorizations and signage dimensions and all that stuff that we've been hearing in our VLGA candidate sessions. Yeah, there's, a, there's a few familiar names at the VEC, Chris, and I, I'll be surprised if they're surprised. Indeed. Indeed. So our sessions are winding down. I think you've got the last couple coming up. There's something like 70 or more candidate information sessions that the VLGA has delivered over the past four to five months. It's, it's been a terrific effort. Oh, it's been a terrific experience to um, meet a lot of the candidates who will be standing, Chris, and some quality people out there. Um, and really interesting the last week or two, I presume you'll have found as well that the tone of the questions and the detail is sharpening in terms of what it takes to be a candidate and some of those quite specific obligations. And I've been really impressed with some of the sitting councillors that have participated in those sessions, Steve. Now, some have declared they're not standing again, but um, many are running, but they've been very open and free with information for other candidates about the role and their insights and learnings from having run in the previous campaigns. Oh, and an absolute willingness by sitting councillors too, Chris, to, to speak with candidates. And I think to have that opportunity as a prospective councillor to talk with those who have already been doing the role, there are some things that you can only know by being in the chair. And, and I actually think it's an obligation or a responsibility of councillors to be doing that to foster the next generation coming through. So good to see some of them really embracing that. Now, as we get through the election phase and towards the declaration of results, we've, we've said this a few times, the VEC is targeting the 13th of November for the declaration of polls, but we're in a very uncertain environment. So it's by no means rock solid that all those uh, results will be declared 
by that date. Um, I think some councils have already scheduled their mayoral election sessions within a couple of days of that, which could be a challenging timetable to meet, potentially. I think there's a couple of issues, Chris, and you're right. I mean, the, the variables for the VAC around A, where we're at with COVID, and B, uh, the capacity of Australia Post to deliver, um, given the increased volume of mail, are, are real unknowns. And uh, like you, I've heard the Electoral Commissioner talk about the 13th of November as a target date, but the fact it will take as long as it takes to declare those elections. So, um one thing that occurs to me, Steve, is the role of the mayor has changed a little under the new act. The, the responsibilities have, can we say, broadened slightly. There's some new, new provisions in there. Um, I know it's a bit old fashioned and quaint, but I do know there's one or two councils around that have position descriptions for the mayor. And, you know, in a perfect world, your councillors would come together and they'd truly spend some time understanding who is best to do this role and understand that role before they actually install someone into the position. Is that Chris, quite an old fashioned of me to think that that's the right way to go about it? Chris, you know I've said this to you before, self-deprecation doesn't become you. Um, I agree with you completely that um, there is now an opportunity to write that position description and to select the best person for the job. And the role of mayor is not for everyone. Um, so those increased obligations around, you know, really setting the tone and supporting other councillors to comply with the standards of conduct. Um, that's a real leadership function. Um, leading the uh, development and reporting back against the council plan is really signifying the, the greater emphasis on the strategic role of the council, you know, policy over politics, if you like. So um, spending some time on the direction and the attributes that are required of mayor, I think is a really important thing for councils to do. Something I think we could probably spend some more time talking about as the next few weeks unfold. Chris, I think on that topic too, that spending some time around just an understanding of what the councillors as a group expect their legacy to be, the framework of the council plan, like putting some of that work in place might also help to inform um, the decision around the mayoralty. Very good point. Very good point. Thanks, Steve. Now, um, before we wrap up, um, there's a very useful piece of work that's been released by IBAC in the last week or so around this current environment and I guess the heightened risk uh, for, I don't want to say corrupt practices, but perhaps things to fall through the cracks for the, the usual attention to detail to perhaps be a little bit lacking because people are working at home, etc. It's a it's an excellent thought piece, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, Chris. But and this has been um, was published by uh, IBAC a couple of weeks ago, a document called Building Local Government Integrity During Times of Crisis and Emergency, um, easily locatable on the IBAC social media. But and who would have thought we've had so much governance stuff going on, Chris, it's taken us a while to get to this topic, but it is important. It is. So ch check that out. And uh, time for a plug for those of you who are seeing this. Uh, well, you won't see it before we do our live panel, but you may be uh, able to access the live panel that we are doing with the integrity agencies, David Wolfe and John Lynch from IBAC and the Inspectorate, as well as Hannah Duncan-Jones from LGV, talking about integrity of elections, but also standards of conduct. 
um, which are currently on exhibition for, uh, for, for consultation and engagement. Chris, I presume for anyone who's, um, who doesn't see this in time that the recording will be available on the VLGA website? Of the live panel, yes, it will be accessible for members and those who are, have registered to attend, absolutely. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Chris. Good to talk. As always, Steve Cooper joining us this week for our weekly governance update from VLGA Connect.